Church. There's a wonderful woman in it, too, named Peggy. She's David's nurse, and... This is a bank. If I wanted to know about books, I'd go to a library. Well, you see, the library's hardly open anymore, so I'm afraid you'd find that you... Mr. Bemis. Uh, yes, Mr. Carsville. I wonder if I might see you in my office. Now, Bemis. The time is the day after tomorrow. The place is anywhere, so long as it can accommodate a bank, a main street, and a library, along with a myopic little man with Coke bottle glasses named Henry Bemis. The gentleman in question has only one passion in life, and that is to read. Mr. Henry Bemis, conspired against by browbeaters and henpeckers, and by clocks whose hands waggled disapprovingly and always disallowed the moments he'd prefer to spend on his favorite pastime. Today, however, Mr. Bemis will finally have his chance to read anything and everything in a world much different from the one he knows now. A world without bank presidents, a world, for that matter, without anyone at all, located in a place called the Twilight Zone. And now, The Twilight Zone and our story, Time Enough at Last, starring Tim Kazarinski with Stacy Keach as your narrator. Did you hear what I said, Bemis? Why, why certainly, Mr. Carsville. I don't suppose you've ever read David Copperfield, have you? No, Mr. Bemis, I have not. Now, if you'll be good enough to accompany me. Now, Bemis. Yes, sir? I shall come to the point of this interview. I shall arrive in the following manner. What constitutes an efficient member of this organization? Viz, a bank teller who knows his job and performs it, i.e., an organization man who functions within an organization. An outstanding book. What? The Organization Man by William H. White. I read it oh, a number of years ago. Mr. Bemis, I'm attempting to point out that you do not function well within the organization. You are neither an efficient bank teller nor a proficient employee. Instead, Bemis, you are a reader. So I am... A reader of books, of magazines, periodicals, newspapers, pamphlets, brochures, catalogs, advertisements, tracts... And chapbooks and broadsides and instruction manuals. Oh, all sorts of things. <laughs> Whatever I can lay my hands on. Ad infinitum. That's precisely my point. When you're waiting on customers, you have an open book in your lap. Don't deny it. When you're balancing the daily tally sheets, one eye is on a printed page. I see you going into the vault downstairs during your lunch hour, book in hand. Well, sir, with all due respect, it was my understanding that when I'm off the clock, my time is my own, in a manner of speaking. Indeed it is. A very important point. Do you know how I became the man I am, Bemis? Let me see. Um, no. No, I don't. I was a teller once myself. Hard to believe, I know. A good teller, I'm proud to say, became what I am today because I spent my lunch hour in the following manner. Five minutes for a sandwich, two minutes milk, one minute cookie, then 
52 minutes spent studying. And do you know what I studied, Bemis? I can't say that I do. Finance and banking. Is that so? On your lunch hour? My, my. I practiced adding up figures, subtracting, dividing, compounding interest, and, after 21 years, passing through the ranks. Do you know how I wound up? Well... I wound up as president of the bank. So you did. Ultimatum, Mr. Bemis. You will henceforth devote your time to your job. And that means forget about reading, or you'll find yourself outdoors on a park bench reading from morning to night for want of a job. Do I make myself perfectly clear? Oh, oh yes, quite. Good. It's just that... Uh... Just that what, Bemis? Make it quick and then get back to your teller's cage. It's well my wife.